0: hey y'all it's sunday eli host of miss charm school podcast and if you didn't know we are available on amazon podcast soundcloud itunes of course the podcast page landing page there and we are available on spotify so just about anywhere you get your other favorite podcasts we are right there you can search miss charm school podcast and there will be my face popping up go ahead and share That information with your loved ones with your sister girls your sister friends your aunties your moms your your wives if you're men listening and thank you so much for spreading the word about this podcast and be sure you join me for the conversation i am having offline at sunday travels just about everywhere on social media there on my personal page You will see me pose questions to the audience members, take polls every now and again, and get your feedback. And you never know, your answers may show up right here on Ms. Charm School Podcast. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, Charmers, welcome in to another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Let me do that again, okay? Welcome in to another episode of. Ms. Charm School Podcast. There we go. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me. For those of you who are coming back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, as May said. Okay. And for those of you who are new, welcome in. Come on in and kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Make sure you got some libations, wine, water, whatever it is, preferably water. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Right now, as I record this, it's heated, okay? So, water would definitely be wonderful to quench your body and your soul and your spirit. So, go ahead and do that. Y'all know I love my infused water mint, cucumbers, lemon, whatever you got will do, strawberries, however you like it. Go ahead and try. Get fancy, experiment. Tastes so, so yummy. For those of you who are new here, again, welcome. Miss Charm School podcast is for modern boss babes who are looking to reconnect to their feminine energy, their sensuality, and their spirituality. Another way I like to describe this podcast is that Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in transition, trans- transition from their womanhood into their queendom. What I mean by that is, when you are in your womanhood season, you're really in your me season. It's really about self-mastery. And to be fair, we're always on our womanhood journey because we're always mastering thyself. And we're always learning about ourselves. We're always growing, we're always evolving, shedding old things, learning new things and all that good stuff. But when you enter into your queendom season, which I believe is God-appointed, you entered into an elevated position where your decisions no longer only affect yourself, but they impact others. If you think about a queen, she rules by decree. The words that come out of her mouth actually have the ability to um, speak life or death over someone. And the more you awaken to your queendom, which is already in each and every one of you listening, The more you awaken to that reality, the more you understand that life and death truly is in the power of your tongue. And as you get elevated in life to positions of leadership, whether that's being a director or a manager or being an entrepreneur, starting your own business, having a staff, or whether that is being a caretaker for a loved one or being a mother or being a spouse, whatever that elevated position of promotion is, and I believe that promotion comes by God, When you get that promotion from God into that elevated position, your words, your character, how you carry yourself, how you think about yourself, your ability to bounce back, your ability to have wise perspective when you go through trials and tribulations in your life, all those things become critically important because you have the ability to influence others and to influence people. And that's the gift of being a woman in general. I believe when you look back at Adam and Eve in the creation story, Eve had the power of influence. Unfortunately, she was deceived by the serpent, if you know how the story goes, and she ate of the wrong fruit and then gave it to her husband. But why did her husband take the fruit? And why did the deceiver, the serpent, even bother talking to Eve in the first place? Why didn't the serpent talk to the husband in the first place? Well, I believe it's because when you study it, you will see that Eve had the gift of influence. And I believe that every woman in her womanhood, in her queendom, every woman who's attached to God and attached to the Holy Spirit is a woman who has a gift of influence. And sometimes we use our influence for good and sometimes we use our influence for not so good. And there's a lot of women who are operating from the dark and they are using their influence for negative things in the world. But here on Ms. Charm School podcast, we are awakened. We are waking up. Some of us are you know, just putting our toes in the water. Some of us are knee deep, ankle deep. Some of us are waist deep. Some of us are neck deep. Some of us are swimming underwater (laughs) in our awakenedness to who we are spiritually. And we're just going deeper and we're trusting God. Some of us are floating with God with our eyes closed, scared because we don't want to go too far out in the ocean because it's the unknown, but also trusting God every step of the way as we just relax and float. And that's the season that I'm in right now, okay? Relaxing and floating and unsure and having questions and sometimes doubt and sometimes panic and just all the things. (laughs) But God is yet and still telling me to trust him, to relax, to float on. I'm thinking of an old school song. Float float on, float on, float on. I don't even know who sings that, but that just came to me right now. So yeah, we are floating on. I am floating on. So that's a little bit more about Miss Charm School Podcast, the spirit behind it, the thoughts, the thought process behind it, the energy that it was birthed under is really a place for women to come together and really do our queen work, our life work. This is a space for you to be encouraged, fortified, to have conversations about love and sex and passion and Um, spirit and spirituality as well and faith and all of the things and sometimes we don't get all those conversations in one place for those of us who are church girls but here on Ms. Charmscope podcast we do talk about all of those things because I believe all those things are essential to um, the makeup of who you are as a woman so again thank you so much for being here thank you thank you thank you Today is really a message about, as I kind of mentioned and touched on already, trusting God. And um, it's really spirit-led, this podcast episode. And so right now I'm trusting God that the message that God wants to release, that it comes through. And so when I, I was moved to pick up and record... God literally put on my heart, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, which is a very well-known scripture for anybody that's been in the church for any amount of time. But I'm going to read Jeremiah 29, 11 through verse 14, and this is in the Amplified Version. So the Amplified Version sometimes adds words to um expand upon the meaning and really drive home different points so I'm going to go ahead and share that here and I hope that you will join me for the journey all right let's do this Jeremiah chapter 29 starting at verse 11 in the amplified version and I am reading from the Bible app okay so if you want to join me (laughs) verse 11 Jeremiah 29 for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you says the Lord Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you will find me when you search me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and I will free you and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. Ooh. Thank you, God, for this amazing scripture and thank you for using me to share The revelation that you've given me and for those who are called to have an ear to hear what you are saying to them through this podcast. Let it be none of me and all of you. Holy Spirit, use me, use my tongue, use my hands, use my mind, use my eyes, use my ears, use my memory. You have full access to all of me, my past, the things that I don't want to talk about. They're free range here because the breakthrough and the momentum and the elevation that you're bringing every single woman that's listening to this to and through, this is just going to be that inner confirmation for each and every one of them, that you see them, that you hear them, and that you know the plans that you have for them, plans to give them a future, plans to give them a hope. I thank you for it in Jesus's mighty name. I'm excited for what you're going to do. In Jesus's name, I pray and ask these things. Amen. Amen. So as I was moved to um, do this not so spontaneous recording, because it's not spontaneous to God, I was doing an exercise um, outside of my home where I just kind of get quiet to myself. I was driving and I was like, OK, God, you take the will. Where do you want me to go? I had some time. I'm not in a rush. I wasn't in a rush to do anything. And sometimes it's an exercise that I learned from a mentor where she would say like, next time, you know, we for, for those of us who are really practicing hearing God and practicing strengthening our spiritual ear to hear God, she's like, God is always talking. It's just oftentimes like our thoughts are louder than God's voice within us or we're, you know, thinking something else or we're talking ourselves out of it. But just she encouraged one time like, Next time you're out for a walk or something, just say, okay, God, where do you want me to go, left or right? Or when you're driving, say, where do you want me to go, left or right? So that exercise came to me while I was driving. I had some time and I said, okay, God, you take the wheel. Where do you want me to go? And I was getting directions left, right, left, right, you know, Uh, felt like I was maybe going in a loop-de-loop. Then something was like, stop the car, stop. So I stopped the car, literally in the middle of a parking garage. And then it was like, okay, go. And then I went and a car was pulling out that I didn't see before, probably wouldn't have saw if I didn't stop. So again, divine timing. I pulled into the space and as I pulled into the space, I was like, okay, God, what's next? Do you want me to get out the car? Do you want me to turn on an audio book? What do you want me to do? And I sat there for a second and then I turned to my right and there's a man sitting in his car. I didn't even notice, but his two small children, maybe under the age of seven, were sitting in the car as well in the back seat And something was like, pray for him. Ask him, how can I pray for you? And, um, you know, I almost talked myself out of it. But then I immediately thought of the scripture that obedience is better than sacrifice. And so I told myself, okay, God, let's go. Use me. And I was nervous. I'm like, do I roll up my windows? Like, I don't want (laughs) to scare the man. I don't want him to think, you know, do I shout to him from my car? Do I roll up on him so once I kind of got over myself I just got out the car and just walked up to him and said excuse me sir um, just wanted to know how I could pray for you God put you on my heart to pray for and I want to know how I can support you and I'll also say that's a tactic that I learned in the church as well like sometimes when you go up to people and you say oh excuse me can I pray for you most people will say no because you asked a yes or no question can I and most people will just Out of habit of response, say no. But when you switch the question to something a little bit more different, instead of can I, how can I, it prompts the person to give you a different response because you're asking, you're not asking a yes or no question, you're asking them something specific. How can I support? How can I pray for you? So I ask that, again, nothing's wasted. Everything that God has brought you through, lessons that he's taught you, it's all for profit. And so the man gave me his name and he just told me to pray for him, his name alone. And so I did that. And then as I left, it was moved upon my heart to sow a seed with him as well. And I did that. And then I got in my car and and I said, okay, God, what's next? And God was like, you're done. (laughs) And so I left. And as I was driving... I was moved to record this podcast, not because I'm looking for praise or anything like that. It's not out of that, but simply because some of you need to trust God like that. I needed to trust God like that. I have been frustrated the past two, three weeks, if not longer than two, three weeks, maybe months, because I've been praying and asking God for clarity, asking God for all kinds of things, sitting in meditation, getting answers about some things, but not getting answers about other things, or so I thought. But this small exercise, which I encourage you to do sometime as well, reminded me that God has answered me. It's just that sometimes like how I was sitting in that car being like, oh, well, I don't want to be awkward and I don't want to scare him. And it looks like there's some kids in the backseat and I don't want them to start screaming. And I'm a black woman walking up to this non-black man, you know, while he's sitting in his car in the parking lot. It's hot. He might be thinking, Okay, he, you know, sounded like he spoke another language. Maybe English wasn't his first language. So I'm like, I don't know if he's going to understand me. Just all the thoughts. And Instead, I just said, okay, God, obedience is better than sacrifice. I also didn't know that the man was going to be there. I just had to turn right, turn left, you know, be open to God's direction. Um, Stop my car. I almost didn't. Something was like, stop the car. I'm in the middle of a parking garage. I'm like, why would I just put get on the brakes and just stop in the middle of the parking garage, like in the aisle where you drive down? But I did it, even though I was kind of like, that's kind of stupid, but I did it. And in doing so... I end up being perfectly timed with the person who was pulling out, which was the space next to this man. Now, all of that, I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to run into the man. I didn't know that. I didn't even know when I pulled into the space that I was on assignment. I didn't know I was on assignment when I decided to turn right or left or any of that. But the point is, I allowed the space for me to be guided and in being guided, then I was prompted in my heart to to move even further move past my comfort zone and then I tried to talk myself out of it but then I reminded myself of the scripture that obedience is better than sacrifice and so I did it and then I was even challenged beyond that to come up off some financials (laughs) and then I left and came home I don't know this man I don't know what's going to happen to this man it's really not my business it was just my job to be obedient And oftentimes, it just reminded me, as I was driving home, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, like, I've been giving you answers, you just haven't been listening. I've been giving you answers, you just haven't been trusting. And that's the truth. God does give us answers when we ask. We don't trust his answers. We talk ourselves out of it. We ration ourselves out of it. We think. We we lean to our own understanding. But the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him for he is truly directing your path and today he directed my path and I don't know the outcome of what's going to happen in that person's life but I know that I did what I was supposed to do and that's really all that's really my concern (laughs) is that I did what God asked me to do that I was obedient that I trusted turn left turn right go straight stop the car okay you can go now that I trusted that. And that small exercise, and I also heard, um, I enjoy listening to T.D. Jakes, and I heard him one time in an interview, I believe, I believe it was with the Breakfast Club, but I'm not 100% sure. But there was an interview once I watched, someone was interviewing him and he mentioned, oh no, no, it was after the church service. And someone asked him, you know, how do you exhibit such great faith? I think he was like casting out a um, an evil spirit in his, in the, at the end of his service. And, you know, some, one of the pastors was asking him about that. And he was like, I just trust God. He was like, it sounds silly. But when I was a, you know, a young man, I think in his twenties or a teen or something, he said, one day I was getting ready to walk across the street. And he said, I just challenged God. I was like, God, I trust you. He said, I closed my eyes and I walked across the street and he was like, and I made it and I was safe. No, no, no cars hit me. Like, You know, he said, I kept my eyes closed. And that's kind of the example of what I'm sharing with you today of what I did. I didn't have my eyes closed, but every now and again, maybe we need to challenge ourselves, ladies, to trust God and gentlemen, because I know you guys listen. (laughs) Maybe we need to challenge ourselves to trust God, to genuinely close our eyes in the real physical and trust God. Or maybe like today, I didn't close my eyes, but I said, okay, God, I'm listening. And God guided me somewhere because I was willing to be used, because I was willing to listen. And not just listen, I was willing to trust beyond what I could see, beyond what I could comprehend. And every time I mentally tried to talk myself out of it, I just reminded myself, obedience is better than sacrifice. I gave God full range to drive my car today. How many of us do that? How many of us on our way to work say, okay, God, use me on my way to work today? Or are we busy with our own agenda, with our own thoughts, with the things that we're trying to get done, with the things that we're trying to accomplish, praying to God about our needs, but not really allowing ourselves to be used by God without knowing the outcome, just trusting that, hey, I was where I was supposed to be, doing what you asked me to do, and just trusting that. And I'm going to read this scripture again, Jeremiah 29, 11. for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace, peace and plans for well-being and not for disaster. So if you trust God and you trust his plans and you trust his thoughts that he has for you, they are guaranteed plans of peace and plans of well-being, not for your disaster. There's a scripture I always remind myself of that every heaven and earth will pass away before God's word ever fails. So sometimes I tell myself God's word is more real than the ground I'm standing on. God's word is more real than the clothes on my body that keep people from seeing my nakedness when I walk down the street. God's word is more real than the bed I lay in every night. I don't expect my bed to fall and for me to fall on the floor. God's word is more real than the floor that's holding me up. When I get out of the bed and I walk on the floor, I don't expect to fall through to the middle of the earth. Even when I go walk outside, I don't expect my car to be in a sinkhole sinking into the middle of the earth. I trust that the ground is holding my car. I trust that I'm not going to, that gravity's holding me to the ground, that I'm not going to just one day walk outside and be floating in the air. Like sometimes we have more faith in those things than God's word because there's their words on a paper. Or sometimes when God drops a word in your spirit, it's not even words on a paper. It's just words in your spirit. But because they're words in the, in your spirit and they're not, they're in the metaphysical, they're not yet in the physical realm. We don't trust it. Simple as that. We just don't trust it. And I'm I'm saying it to you because I say it to myself. I I haven't trusted it. I've mentally, you know, reasoned myself. I've leaned to my own understanding and reasoned myself out of the things that God has told me. And so as I'm driving home, God is like, yeah, all these things that you've been sensing in your spirit are things that I've been telling you. But you got to just go with it like you just like like you just did. You just got to go. With it. with You just got to put one foot in front of the other and you got to go with it. You got to trust me. You got to trust that my plans for you like even when you put one foot in front of the other you don't even know the destination but you're just you know what god i trust you and i should trust him and he gave me this scripture on the way home because his plans for me are plans of peace and well-being not for disaster you got to remind yourself of that when god is telling you to launch the business Go write the, go apply for the LLC, go do the trademark. When God is telling you, yes, trust this person, God is telling you, no, stop trusting that person. Stop reasoning within yourself. Well, we have all this history together and how would it look if I didn't answer their phone call or how would it look? You know, I, you know, whatever the things are. How would it look if I apply for my business? I'm 55. You know, how would it look if I just really let my guard down for love? I can't be stupid out here in the streets. (laughs) How would it look if I actually forgive my husband? You know, because I know he's trying and we're just not seeing eye to eye right now. And if I forgive him, is he going to think I'm a pushover and that he can walk all over me? But God's plans for you are to bring you peace. And they're for your well-being, not for your disaster. Oh, well, you know, I didn't like that my, for guys listening, I didn't like that she did this, 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 this. So I'm a tit for tat her. Uh, She, you know, she didn't do that. So I'm not going to do this. She didn't do that. Oh, be mature. (laughs) Forgive. Trust God. Let it go. Because his plans for you are for peace and for well-being, not for disaster. We're too much leaning into our own understanding. We're not acknowledging him in all our ways. The promise is if you acknowledge God in all your ways, he will direct your paths. And he will direct your paths because he knows the plans and thoughts that he has for you. Plans of peace and plans of well-being, not plans of disaster. Plans to give you a future. Plans to give you a hope. Let's just stop and give a shout right there. So one, I don't ever have to worry about God's plans being disastrous for me. If God says up and go and move, up and go and move and know that it's not going to be disastrous because the plans are to give me a future and a hope and you can take that word to the bank. And when anything tries to come up before you and in front of your life, like an obstacle or a distraction or something that's looking like a roaring lion, because the enemy comes like a roaring lion, he's not a roaring lion, but he comes appearing like one, a false hope But God is the true future and the true hope and you can go back to God and give him his word. This is what you said in your word and you promised me that heaven and earth would pass away before your word fails. And so I believe and I'm declaring my future. I believe and I'm declaring my hope because you promised me plans of peace and plans of well-being. So bring me and my life back into alignment of peace and well-being and remove, I submit and I lay at the altar my thoughts of destruction, my thoughts of fear, my thoughts that it's not going to work out, my thoughts of fear for opening the business or whatever those distractions, I lay my own thoughts that are being negative and self-sabotaging at the altar of the throne of grace and I remind myself that your plans are peace and well-being for me, not disaster. Your plans are to give me a future and a hope. And then the second piece to that, verse 12, then you will call on me. He will call on you and you will come and pray to me. Oh, no. Yes, he will call on you. But that's not what the scripture is saying. Verse 12 is saying, then I, the the person praying to God, I will call on God. And then it says, you will come and pray to me. You will come and pray to God. And God's promises, I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he confirmed in my spirit driving home. Like all these prayers you've been praying, I hear you and I'm listening to you because I've been frustrated. Like, God, I don't, I don't have no answers. Okay. I've been praying. I've been asking you. I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to take a step without God. I don't want to go left or right or forward or backward or stand still unless God says stand still, go right, go left. I want to move with God alone, alone. And I've been frustrated a little bit in my life because I've been like, God, I don't really know what you want me to do. I feel like my canvas is blank and I want you to paint on my canvas. I'm ready for action. I'm ready for movement. But where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And I feel that I haven't heard him. But his confirmation to me is, yes, you have heard me. And I've heard you and I've been listening to you. Then verse 13, then with a deep longing, you will seek me. And require me as a vital necessity, and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Hallelujah! Because I just explained to you that's where I'm at in my life. Verse 14 I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes, and I will free you and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. That has a multi-layered meaning for me, (laughs) multi-layered. But what I love about that scripture is God says that I will be found by you. There's so many different um, Bible passages that are coming up before me right now, but the biggest one is the women with the 10 women that had the lamps of oil. And it says when the bridegroom came, only five of them were prepared to go in with the bridegroom because they had enough oil for the journey. The other five said to the five that were prepared, hey, let us borrow your oil so we can go with you because the bridegroom is here. And they said, no, go to the market and buy your own oil. At least neither one of us can make it for the journey. And so five of them didn't get to enter into the meeting with the bridegroom because they just weren't prepared. So here on Miss Charmsco podcast, I encourage you guys, you have to have a spiritual practice. You have to pray. You have to meditate. You have to be like verse 13 with a deep longing. You have to seek God. You have to require God as a vital necessity. And when you seek him as a vital necessity, the Bible says you will find me. And you will find him when what? When you search him with all of your heart. When you're prepared for the journey, when you're looking for God, (laughs) it's like when you're dating somebody or you're in a marriage, like I'm not trying to be attached to you for life. If you're not looking for me, if you're not looking for me, I don't want it. If it's casual, nonchalant for you, boo boo, I don't want it. Keep it. Okay. God is saying that when you search for me with all of your heart and when you do that, he promises that he will be found by you. And not only will he be found by you, look at this promise. I will restore your fortunes and I will free you. Hallelujah. Let's shout there. I will free you. So any bondage you have, any mental distractions you have, anything that's attached to you that's not supposed to be attached to you, any false expectations appearing real, any another definition of fear is full expression avoided and resisted. Anything that is restricting you, making you shrink, making you be smaller, addictions, whatever it is, God is promising that when you seek him with all of your heart, He will restore your fortunes and he will free you. He will gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you. So that even goes to show you that when you're in a wilderness season and when you feel like, God, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why I feel like my life is scattered. It doesn't make sense. Or I feel like I'm in pieces. God says right here, yeah, uh uh-huh. I will gather you from all the places where I have driven you. He was doing the driving. He was doing the driving to your wilderness. He was doing the driving of your scattered pieces. He was doing the driving of that for a purpose. But he promises that he's going to gather you from all the places where he has driven you and he will bring you back. Not only is he going to gather you, but he will bring you back to the place from where he sent you into exile. And so that also, I'm just going to go there. That also for me as a black woman in America has another level of revelation around being a black woman who was pulled out of her country of origin, wherever that may be. It might be multiple countries at this point, but I was displaced somewhere down the line by some probably teenager or child that was brought here from another country to work as a slave in the United States of America. And so that verse also is a promise for me that God will bring me back from the place of where he has exiled me, that he remembers who I am, that he remembers where I was taken from or sold from or sold to, that he remembers that he has promised to give me a future and a hope, and he has not forgotten, even if my generations have forgotten, my DNA hasn't forgotten, my blood hasn't forgotten, and God hasn't forgotten. And so that's a whole nother level of revelation for me, um, that has a very deep, profound, um, revelation uh from my own personal life and I know what that means for me and that may mean something different for you but I just wanted to share that with you today this was totally holy spirit inspired totally God-driven and sometimes these are our y'all's favorite episodes as well as mine is when the Holy Spirit takes over and just begins to flow and just begins to speak and people are getting a word and they're getting revelation and they're learning to spread their wings and their queendom and they take these lessons and they apply them to their life and as they share them with their friends and their mothers and their aunties or their kids and you guys are the hope for the future. You're your great grandparents' wildest imaginations and wildest dreams. And and when you take the time to continue to cultivate your soil as a woman, you're so fertile. <laughs> you're so fertile. You're so fertile and God can use fertile soil and people can eat from fertile soil and nations can thrive from fertile soil. And so continue to do the work. I encourage you continue to be Holy Spirit led, continue to get in your word, continue to pray to God and seek him with all of your heart. He promises that you will find him. Continue to sit silently in meditation and ask God to speak to you. When God gives you those nudges in your spirit, trust them, even if you don't always understand them, just like the analogy or not really analogy, but the true story of me driving today. Like I didn't know where I was going, but I just trusted God. I didn't see that man in that car when I pulled up, but there he was. I didn't know that that was the assignment for the day. I didn't even know I was on assignment, but I was. So trust God's direction and his leadership. He knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Plans to prosper you and not to destroy you, not to harm you. I love you, Charmers. Y'all know I love you. Yes, I feel you guys sending love and saying amen and God bless you and I'm sending it right back to you. You are phenomenal. I need you to survive. I need you to thrive. I need you to continue to let your light shine because you unconsciously encourage others to do the same. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.